Be'edaf Lamed Be'ez, 16 lines from the top of Lamed Be'ez, Lamed Aleph, at the new Mishnah. In the olden days, in order to make a lamp and place oil inside in order to create light, they used to take a clump of clay and by indenting it inside with their fist, they would form an area to hold oil and that would be the lamp. They'll visualize an avocado that's cut in half lengthwise and you take out the pit and that would look like the lamp that they had those days and then they would take oil and place it in that area that they just formed and that would be a standard lamp. Now, the general way to make a lamp was, as we said, that you take a clump of clay, then you form that indentation, and then afterwards they would have to harden it in an oven or a furnace or a kiln, and that would actually make it harder. So therefore, there were really three parts to this process, but the Mishnah says, in Pesanem, Peshu they now have formed this lamp even if it's not hardened in an oven or a kiln, because it's considered like Makavipatlis, it's considered like you made a clay on Yontiv. In addition, you now make charcoal on Yontiv, and in those days, they didn't actually cook with charcoal as we do nowadays, and therefore that was not considered Eichel Nefesh, but Rashi says that it was considered like you made a clay because the surface of the people that would actually be goldsmiths, they would actually use charcoal in their process. Also, you now take a wick and cut it into two pieces. Rashi says once again, because by doing that you're also forming a clay because now the wick is going to be ready to go and be modeled on it, because every wick needs a sea and tikkun. And Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda states that the wick even though you now go and cut it with a knife into two, but you're allowed to take or you're allowed to take fire, and by going and burning it in the center, you'll form two wicks, and that will be mutter, as we'll see in the Gemara. And the Gemara begins, Man Tana, who's the Tana of our Mishnah? The Prisas Manuhu, that going and forming a lamp is considered making a kli, even without hardening it in a furnace or in a kiln. Or Rabbi Yisra, says, Rameh, he does go and quinter Shittas Rameh, the Tana, which we learned to the Brisa, Klichars, if you have an earthenware keli, Me'emusai Mekabal Tumah, at one point, is it Mekabal Tumah? Once you form it and you shape it into a kli, even though it wasn't hardened in a kiln, however, it's still considered a kli, and therefore it's going to be makabal tumah. Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Shua argues on Rameh and said, that although it was formed into a kli and it looks like a lamp, but since it wasn't hardened in a kiln or in a furnace, therefore it's not makabal tumah yet. So we see that Rameh holds that even when you form something, even prior to going into the furnace, it's considered a kli, and therefore he's going to be the town of our Mishnah. So I'm Abayah, Abayah says back, Mimai, how do you know it's going with your Ameah? Dilma, I can't like her Ameah Hassam. Maybe Ameah said it's din over there. The only time Ameah said it was by a large clee that even though it wasn't actually hardened, and even though if you'd want to place liquids in it, it won't actually be able to accept liquids because it would be absorbed into the walls. However, if you want to place Paris into that large clee, it would actually be fine to place it in there and store it in there, and that's why it's considered a clee with your However, over here, in our case, we're talking about a small lamp. And if the clay wasn't hardened, then the actual oil that you place inside the lamp will actually be absorbed into the walls of the lamp, and therefore it's not usable, so therefore it won't be considered a clay. So the Gemara says, that you can't use it for regular oil, but but you can still use it to place your spear change as a coin holder, and since it could be used for something, so therefore it's considered a clay, and it's Mechabotoma, and our Mishnah is going with Ramea. Others say, I'm Rabbi Yasef. Rabbi Yasef didn't say that's Ramea, but Rabbi Yasef said, Rabbi Lezbab Sadiq, it's going according to the sheet of Rabbi Lezbab Sadiq, the Thrana, as we learned from the Mishnah, Afasin Kharnias. And the Gemara, a little bit later, will actually explain what Afasin Kharnias is, but we'll explain it right now. That's talking about plates that the villagers would use. So people that would live in the larger cities, they were fancier, and the only way that they would use plates were if you took the actual plate, you formed it, it was made out of earthenware, but they made a toich out of it, and it was a place where you could actually put your food. However, the people that 
lived in villages, they weren't as sophisticated, and they just would take a piece of earthenware, and even without forming it mamish into a plate, it was very flat, they would still use it as a plate. So the Gemara says that these are fasikarnias, tahiris ba'il ames, since they don't have a taich, there's no receptacle, therefore that tar, if it's been oil ames, if it's in the same tent, or in the same house, with a dead body, however, these plates are still considered enough of a kli, that if a zav carries them or moves them, then they're going to be tamay based on the fact that they're going to be tamay based on hesed. We know that a zav is metame things, even if it doesn't touch it, but if they actually move that item, then they're metame it. So therefore, these plates would become tamay. Now, after her, that these plates, not only they're tar, but oil and mace, because they don't have a receptacle, but they're also not considered tamay through hesed, through the carrying of a zav, because they weren't formed into a kli, and therefore they're not going to be tamay. But it's mashba that if it would be a case where they had a toich already, then even our blood of would be maskim, that it would be tamay, based on the fact that even though they weren't heated and they weren't hardened in an oven or a furnace, that's still considered a kli. So therefore you see our blood of doesn't need a kli to be hardened in order to be considered a kli, and therefore he could be the tana of the Mishnah, and the Rishayim discussed if the tana kam of this b'risa could for surely be the tana of our Mishnah, because they don't even need it to be formed properly, and therefore certainly in our Mishnah, the din should be, they ain't pechsa that that would be us so definitely lefi the Tanakama. And once again, Amalei Abaya, Abaya said back, Dilma, I'd kind of like Rabbi Lezbeth Rabbi Tzadik Hasam, maybe Rabbi Lezbeth Rabbi Tzadik only said his din over there, El de Chazir Lekabule Beimidi, because at least the plate, you could put things onto it, and you can have food that stays on the plate, and we actually usable. Have a hocha, but by the case of lamp, it's very small, as we said before, there's not much room in it, it's only going to be Chazir for oil, and oil can't go in it at this point, because it's still soft, and it still could go and absorb the oil into the walls and therefore l'chayra l'may chazi what's it going to be ready for on that the Gemara says l'kabulay peipshiti here also it's considered a kli because this toich and the inside of the small lamp is also ready to go and place your spare change and that's why it's considered a kli l'fiyar blood web tzaddik and the Gemara continues turning our button we learned in peichsis and there you now form a lamp on yontiv but you know it's in a facet hardness beyond it and you can't make these plates of the villagers on yontiv from Shimon Gamliel matir ba facet hardness however Shimon Gamliel says that's mutter to make a facet on Yontem. My Charnius, what is this Charnius? I'm a Buddha, Iranius. My Iranius, the Gemara wants to know what Iranius says. I'm a Bayer, Tzicha Kleisa. Those are the plates of the villagers, as we explained before, that they were basic plates that were earthenware, and they were at the initial stages of making these plates, and they were just flat pieces of earthenware, but they didn't actually have a Teich. There was no actual receptacle area. So the Tanakam of this price is exactly like a Mishnah, and Rashim Gamliel actually holds that Alfasa Charnius are not considered Kli, and therefore there's no problem of doing that on Yontem. Because you're not being misakin a kli and you're not making a kli. And the Gemara continues, we send on Mishnah, you now make charcoal. So Gemara Pshita, of course, now make charcoal. Lemai Chazi, Lemai you're not using it for Tzarekhanta because they didn't actually cook with charcoal in those days. And there was no tzad of Eichel Nefesh by making charcoal because the only ones that seemed to have used it in those days were the goldsmiths. And of course, you can't do that in Yontiv. So Tan Rabchia, Rabchia explained, what we're talking about in this case was you wanted to give this charcoal to the bath attendants. And those bath attendants would actually go and make the water hot in order to go and bathe the baby during the day of Yontiv. And therefore, there is a tzarech eichel nefesh, because although it's not for food, but we know and baths are things that shaloy the tzarech. But the Gemara asks, is it true that you could give it to the attendants of the bathhouses in order for them to go and heat up the water? But it's not mutter to go and heat up water for Yontiv and to take baths on Yontiv. And as Rashi says, is it really mutter to go and warm up any water? There was a xerin not to go and take baths on the Mesech the Shabbos. 
and even if you heated the water by doim, the koskim hachet chamen lohutim ha'elam, and definitely go and heat up water on yontif in order to take bath would never mutter. So the Gemara responds, kidam rava lazia v'kaidim zera, hachinami lazia v'kaidim zera. Just like Rav says, ben gaya different than that we answered and we said that we were talking about over there that a person is going into a bathhouse not to take a bath but to go and sweat. They used to go into a shvitz, into a sauna in order to sweat, and that was something that was considered healthy. And our Mishnah also was saying that although someone may want to give charcoal to a bathhouse attendant, so the bathhouse attendant could go and use this charcoal in order to make the sauna and make it hot in the bathhouse, Kamashbal, and that you can't do that because that's considered like Misak and Kli. And the Gemara ends in the Kaidim Zir, that our Mishnah is actually going prior to the Xir that they made at some point, they now even go into the bathhouse in order to go to go to the sauna. There were different Takanas. They started Takana, they now go and bathe with hot water. And then they said, not only can't you bathe, you can't even go into the bathhouse in order to sweat. And the Gemara continued, the third dinner we learned in the Mishnah is, you now cut a wick into two different parts because you're making two kalim, you're making each wick into a clay that could be used. So Rabbi Huda, amen. Our Mishnah we said, Rabbi Huda stated, where even though you can't use a knife to cut them in half, or you can't use a scissor or any type of clay, but you can use a flame or fire in order to go and sever them and make them into two separate wicks. So the Gemara is, why is it that you can't use a knife in order to cut them into two different wicks to come a sock and we turn to lama base on base because it's considered like you're being misaka and clean and making two kalim, you're making two wicks. So the Gemara is, but or nami come a money, even when you're using fire and using a flame, you're also being misaka money because originally you had one wick and now you're going to make it into two wicks. Tan Rabhir, Rabhir, Broda Braisa, What it means over here is not you're actually taking a wick and just placing a flame there and making it into two wicks, but what you did was you took the long wick, you placed one side of it into one lamp, the other side at the other end into another wick, and then right in the center, not only did you put a fire there and break it into two wicks, but you lit it at the same time. And therefore, Zuck Rashi, if you want to anyway light them at one time, and then you light it right in the center, therefore it's not that you're doing it in order to be Mano, and La Loka Ba'amo, you're only doing the Loka, and that's why it's going to be Mutter. So, there's another din, they let it trim a wick on Yontiv. So, my Mechtin, what does it mean to trim it? When you have a wick that was lit for a long time, the top of the wick gets very black, and sometimes it holds back the nair from burning brightly and burning properly. And in order to make the lamp go and burn brighter, they would remove that black soot, and that would make it burn brighter, and that would be something that you could do on Yontiv. And the Gemara continues. Tony by Kapara, by Kapara brought a brayse above Dvarim Nerim B'Psila. There are six different dinim that was said regarding a wick on Yontiv. Gimel Hachmir three are a chumra. The Gimel Hakalon three are kulo Hachmir. The three for a chumra. Ain Goyvin Leisul Chachila B'Yontiv. You can't go and twist a wick Lechachila originally, and it's the first time you're twisting it on Yontiv. That's considered Masak and Kli. The Ain Mahavin Leisul Bar, and you can't singe a wick on Yontiv in a fire, and that would make the wick burn brighter, and that is also a Tikkun Kli. The Ain and you also can't cut a wick into two, as we learned in the Mishnah. Lahakal and the three din that was said regarding Yontiv that come out of Kula is first of all, Mimachabiyad. If you have a large wick that became a very thick and you want to make it thinner and make it easier to light, so it's mutter to flatten it as long as you're doing it with your hand because it's tick and kli, klachiyadu, enichanami, tick and kli, but since it's being done with a the shinoi, therefore it's mutter. However, the Meiri actually explains that this is not actually tick and kli because the psila was already made and now you're just fixing it and that wouldn't be a problem of Tikkun on Yontiv. Vishayu B'Shemen, you're also allowed to soak it in oil in order to make 
it light better. And the third kula is like Rabbi Huda said on Mishnah, you let it place it into two separate lamps and place the ends of the wicks in two separate lamps and then burn it at the same time in the center in order to create two fires. As we said before, you're going to light up two different lights at two different lamps at the same time and that's going to be mutter. The wealthy people in Babel, their people are going to go to Gehenim. There was this person, he went down to Babel, and he needed a panasa, and he wanted to borrow merchandise, and he asked people to give him merchandise, he would sell it, and they would split it, 50-50, and they wouldn't give it to him. And then he asked to be supported and give some food, they didn't give him food either. Must be that these people are not regular yidin, they don't have the proper yichus, and they must come from the Arab. As the sense of possible, when Asal Chorachmim, Hakadosh Baruch Hu says that He's going to give Klai Yisrael Rachmim, Vericham Mecha, and Hashem will have Rachmanus on you on Klai Yisrael. And Rashi points out that we actually go over here. The end of the pasuk that says Kashinish Bal Avisecha, and therefore we learn out Kol Merachem Al Bias. Anyone that's Merachem on people, be a Jewish Shul Mizarish Lavram Vino, then we know that it comes from the children of Lavram Vino. Or Rashi says Mishayish Rachmim Mizarish Al Avis comes from the Avis. V'Chol Mishayin Merachem Al Bias, be a Jewish Shul Mizarish Lavram Vino. And therefore, since these people didn't have Rachmanus, it must be enough from Lavram Vino. And they must come from the air of Rab. From Nosma Abam Rab, another member from Nosma Abam Neva Rab, called Mitzapa anyone that goes and hopes to get Panosa by relying on other people, his world is very dark. Shinem has a seven pasuk, Noidet Hula Lechem, a person's wandering around to find bread. Ayain, he doesn't know where it is, he's asking where it is. Yodaki Nachem Biyoda Yan Chayshech, and therefore it's as if he has a day of Chayshech. Rab Chistoma, Afchayev Ein Chayim, not only the Chayshech is saying that Oilum Chayshech Badoi, but his whole life is not considered life. But we learned in the Brisa, Gimel Chayim and Chayim. There are three people that their lives are not considered lives. The Elaim, Hametzapel Shulchan someone that's going to rely on the food that he's going to get from his friend and by sustenance from his friend. Umi Sheishta Meshalos Love and someone that his wife is actually ruling over him. Umi Sheyusur Meishlum Begufai and someone has Yusurin on his entire body. Some say someone that only has one garment and therefore they never could wash it and it'll get lice and by having lice on your bed it will always cause you distress. As Rashi points out, in Yochel Chapsay, the Kinnim Mitzarinoisay, and the Gemara says the Tanakama. Why did the Tanakama bring this fourth idea of Mishein Loyel Cholakechod? Even if he only has one beggar, he can always go and search out and delice his beggar at all times, and therefore he'll still remain clean, and therefore he won't have this Kinnim that being Mitzarim. And we continue with the new Mishnah in Shemin Sacheres Vein Chaychaniyal. It's sliced by Meliach. Then those days when they want to take salted fish and place it on a grill, or like Rashi says, a griddle, they would go and place it. It not directly onto the grill because then it would burn very quickly. But they would take some sort of a paper and they would actually soak it in water, or they take earthenware and also soak it in water in order to go and place the fish on top of that. And therefore, it wouldn't be directly on the grill, but it would actually be placed on this paper or on this charis. And by doing that, you prevented the fish from being burned. So the Mishnah states that you now go and break the charis in order to go and place it onto the grill, or you now go and rip paper in order to go and roast fish on it because that would be a ticking runner. The angle. And if you have an oven or a stove where part of the oven caved in, so you had a stone or you had some cement that was in the oven and therefore was causing problems to bake or cook in that oven, you now want to shovel out that oven or the stove on Yontiv. And Rashi points out that this is also a problem of taking mana. But Rashi also says that this is going specifically like Rabbanan that hold the Mechshiri Eichel Nefesh are also to do on Yontiv. However, according to the Shita Rabbi Huda, and we'll see this in the Gemara clearly, the din would be that since it's Mechshiri Eichel Nefesh, you would be able to shovel out this oven on Yontiv as long as this action
actually wasn't able to be done prior to Yontem, as is the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda. And the Mishnah continues, Avon Mechapshin, that even though he said, you now shovel out the oven, however, you could flatten out and you could smooth out any of this rubble that fell into the oven in order that the dough that they used to stick to the sides of the oven and to the walls of the oven wouldn't actually come into contact with the cement or the rubble that was in the oven. And if it does, it would actually burn it. And this could be done even according to Chavim because this is not taken mono. And in those days, they used to use some sort of a tripod in order to place the pots on top of that and make it cook on the oven because if you place it directly onto the fire, it would burn very quickly. So they would have a tripod. So the Mishnah teaches us that if someone doesn't have a tripod and they want to take two barrels and they place it one on the right side, one on the left side, and the pot they would place in the middle and the fire would be in the area beneath the pot and that way they would be able to cook in this oven that you now do on Yontib and the Gemara will explain because this will be a problem of and we can't go and support a pot by using a piece of wood and you can't use a door either and you can't go lead a behemoth using a stick on Yontib however says it's what the reason why you can't go break a piece of earthenware or cut paper and use in order to use it for a grill so Gemara says as we explained because it's considered ticking water the anger from time of we stayed on Mishnah that if you have broken pieces of cement or stones that fell from the walls of the oven into the oven or the stove and then you want to clean it out you now want to sweep it out and Rashi explained because that's ticking water and Rashi also said that this din of the Mishnah is going specifically like the Chum to hold is also to do on Yantiv so the Gemara says that Tani Rabchia by Yosef Kamed Rab Nachman Rabchia by Yosef learned to follow him member in front of Rab Nachman if the oven or the stove is unusable and you can't bake in this oven unless you actually go and shovel it out mutter it's going to be mutter do even on Yantiv and Rashi says this is going the Fishitis Rabbi Yudah that holds that Machshir Echonefesh is mutter on Yantiv as long as it's something that you couldn't do prior to Yantiv as we explained in the Mishnah but it comes out that this man the Amr is actually going like Rabbi Yudah while the Mishnah based on the way Rashi learns it is specifically going like the Rabbanon and not like Rabbi Yudah the Gemara says the Bissad Rabbi the wife of Rabbi there was a half of a brick that fell off of her oven wall and it fell into her oven on Yantiv. So Rabbi said to her, you know that I want good bread and by you having this brick inside, that's actually causing the bread not to cook as well and therefore it's mutter for you to go and take it out. Rabbi said to make a goose for me and roast it, but make sure not to burn it and therefore he was also telling him that you're allowed to go and remove any soot or any dirt that's within the oven in order to make sure that the goose cooks well. And as we explained before, that Rabchia by Yosef, as well as now that we see the story with the wife of Rabchia and what Rabchia responded to her, as well as the way Rabbi explained to Shamasim, it comes out that all these Mandamrim actually hold, like the Shita of Yehuda, the Bachshir Echonefesh would be mutter to do on Yotiv when it wasn't Efshom Esmal. And we continue with the Gemara. Now, in order to understand this Gemara, we have to understand the days of Yor, where they used to have ovens that at the top there was a hole, and then you place the meat inside it, they would cover up that hole in order to keep the heat inside it, and that's the way they would cook. The way they would cover up that hole was by taking mud and forming it around that hole. So the Gemara says, Amla Ravina Rabashi, Ravina says to Rabashi, Amla Rabacha Mahutzel, Rabacha Mahutzel told us the mad that you, Rabashi, Sharikle Tarnu Biyantiv, that you would allow people to spread mud over the mouth of an oven on Yantiv in order to seal in the heat. And as Rashi says, Sharuah Kashal Tzli, Vitamalan, and it's a wonder to us, most of this idea, Bisham the Gibel Tit told the Delishu, because by taking this mud and being Megabalit and taking it together with 
water and going and making it into actual mud, it's considered Toldov Lisha. It's like you're needing something and that should be Asa. So Amalei Rabashi responded and not interact to the press of Chinon. We actually living on the banks of the Euphrates River where there was actual mud that was very wet and therefore it wasn't actually needing it. It was already mud that was already needed. Bahani Mili, but this would actually be Muta who did Sari Basbal only when you knew exactly where you could take the mud from the day before on Arab Yantiv, and when you marked it and therefore since you had a simon there it's as if you placed it there and it's not considered muksa. but Amravina Bekitma Shari not only could use mud but you could also use ashes on Yantiv because ashes when you put it together with water that's not considered gibel that's not considered kneading you now go and take two barrels and place them next to each other and place a pot on top of them so in those days when they went to the Beis they would take two large stones they would place one on the right or one further away on the left and they would actually sit on those two stones and they were able to go to the bathroom right in between so the Gemara says Rav Nachman said that you're allowed to go and set up these stones in the Beis on Yontem so the Gemara we said on Mishnah you're not allowed to go and line up these two barrels in order to go and place a pot on top of them but why should that be different than the case that we're saying over here that Avon Shalbeisakis said Mutal Tzadim Biyantiv. So what's the chiluk? So Rav Nachman answers Amalei Shani Hasam Mishum Dekavid Allah. Over there it's very different because over there when you're taking the two barrels and you're placing them in an area and then you're placing the pots on top of them, you're actually forming an oil. You have the two walls of the barrels. You have the top, which is the oven, which is like the roof, and that's considered an oil, and that's why it's also Asher came by the Beisakisay. We only have the two stones, stones that are being lined up, and the person is sitting on the top. You're not forming an oil because a person is not an oil. So Gemara says Amalei Rab if this is true, if someone wants to make a chair and he wants to take a bunch of stones and he placed them on the right, then he takes a bunch of stones and places on the left, he doesn't make any oil on top. Even if he would actually go and cement all the stones together, that shouldn't be a problem because there is that no oil at this point. And as the Gemara says, you actually didn't make an oil because there's no top, there's no rooftop. So would you say that that's mutter? Of course that can't be mutter. So Amalei sort of actually said back and he said, I agree that if you go and build something that's for sure it's a binion and therefore that would be a problem of binion when you bought it it's when you want to make a chair on yontem even if you don't have a rooftop it's still something which you're making a binion kavua however hasam binion kvaa the lemaisa but the gate of barrels the only is in the territory is only to make a binion that's kavua however if something that's a temporary structure then the territory never asked it however even though the barrels are binyaroi still the rabbanon acid a binyaroi ought to a binyan kva However, here, over here, since it's a binyaroi, therefore, the Rabbanon were in Gaza, and since he's setting this binyaroi up in the bathroom, and this is a place of Kavad Abrias, therefore, the Rabbanon were in Gaza, and we will stop over here.